Web3, we speak about the communities and so many different things, but really, what are we buying? When we constantly say NFT community, people say that they're buying into it for the community, but do they truly understand what that means? So the big difference between the audience and the community, we're going to address that today. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. All right, so a lot of times when I think about the difference between an audience and a community, I think of different things where I can look around where things might have people's attention, but not necessarily build a community around it. And I think of movies, for example, with what's going on right now, as we see with the whole Barbie thing, and you know, the world is obsessed with Barbie. We love these things, whether they're uh, girls that are very young or extremely old. I mean, all over the world, they've been dressing up in pink, going to the movies and so forth. How However, I would have to say that that is more of an audience than a community in the sense that, yes, there are Barbie fans all around the world, but this billion dollar movie that was released, for the most part, it is a transactional event. Most people are showing up, they're buying their movie tickets, they're going in, they're watching this thing, and then after that, they're leaving. Sure, they might have some posts that they'll go out for a while, but after a week or so after seeing that, all that excitement, everything kind of fades away. However, it is a lot different with a show. So you can even think of through all the different big movies through history, Avatar, you name it, these billion dollar blockbusters that after the show or after the movie is seen, the excitement for it kind of weans away. It's not like people are still there assembled for it. And in contrast, you have a TV show which is basically like a cultural building block, especially if you grew up before the days of binge watching and streaming. I remember back in the day, we used to look forward to the specific night, say Friday nights, when all those shows that we used to watch, for example, TGIF Friday on uh, ABC, of course, with Family Matters and all those different shows. You had the Fresh Prince Night, Martin, all those great shows back in the 90s, we looked forward to as a community. We'd get together, we would hang out, we would go to each other's house, and we'd watch these shows together and talk about them. Even when I went to college in 2004, 2005, there was a show called Grey's Anatomy. And I remember the campus would basically shut down during Grey's Anatomy's airing. Everyone would literally go gather in the girls' rooms because they're the ones that were hosting these things. And guys that weren't even interested in medicine or interested in the story of the soap opera or whatever it was, I, to be honest, I've never seen the show. But I just just know I worked on campus and when Grey's Anatomy started, it was like the campus was completely dead. There was no trouble. There was no parties. There was no liquor or anything of that nature because everyone was watching Grey's Anatomy. And it was one of those cultural moments. And when I came to Jamaica, there's this show, which is an Indian soap opera, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even know what the official name of it is called, but everyone calls it Cushy. I've been trying to Google to find the uh, original name. However, I used to have to do deliveries for our company. We have to go deliver goods to the hospital. And if you went during cushy hour, which was about one o'clock during the day, there was no one to receive the goods because all of the people that were working at the dock, including men, completely shut down. They called it cushy hour. So you'd literally have to come back and deliver the goods during a time when everyone wasn't watching that. And across the island, everyone would talk about it. I get back to work. All the ladies were talking about it, even my stepmother, everyone. You know, it was like this cultural bonding thing over the show, again, Cushy, which 
I guess whatever story was going on, they were all associated, emotionally bought into it, and it was like a community event. And we think of a Christian show by the name of Chosen, right? This is a show which is uh, crowdfunded. The fans of this actually helped to pay for it, and they're funding this. is not a Hollywood production. This is another example. When each season is being funded by people raising on Facebook, social media, and so forth, and you're donating, buying DVDs. Yes, DVDs are still selling. That is how they're financing the production of this thing. Now, people are walking around. I've been on flights where they have their chosen shirts, you know, binge Jesus. And it always starts up these conversations. There's watch parties. There's stream parties. The director himself and the producer uh, does these live streams when everyone can get involved. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of people tune into this thing. And it's completely different than this Barbie thing or Avatar or any of these massive billion dollar blockbuster hits that just fade away over time. And right now, the one that I'm personally waiting on is Stranger Things. I don't know if you're a Stranger Things fan, if you're listening to this. But uh, there's this great Netflix show. It's featured in the 80s. Considering the fact that I'm an 80s baby, I grew up in the 90s, but the 80s music, the 80s themes, the technology and all that stuff, I love that. Plus, the storytelling is just great. Well, the last season, we're waiting on that right now. And it's like the whole world is just sitting on the edge of their seat, just waiting for this thing to come out. Because actually, it was my little sisters that got me into it. I'm not really a horror fan. She's like, it's not a horror show. You got to watch this thing. And Before you know it, I was hooked in this thing, watching the whole thing. Storytelling is absolutely great. And there's Stranger Thing culture all over the internet. Even within NFT community, you can see people like CryptoStash with Stranger Things shirts and people that are commenting different lines from it. You had the Hoodlum Society, JTunes, made a lot of art and cards and collectibles themed off of Stranger Things. He called them Stranger Hoodlums. And all sorts of things. I mean, there is a cultural uh, phenomenon with that that goes way beyond just having an audience, people showing up and watching the one-time transactional and moving on. Not just in entertainment, but like, say, designer brands, for example. I've been through multiple airports, whether it be my wife or one of my friends or whatever, and they're wearing name brand designer gear. I mean, some of them thousands of dollars. I have a friend that buys these Fendi shades that are like $600 each. Ridiculous, right? And I've never gone anywhere when anyone stops him and says, you know what? Is that a Fendi shade that you're wearing or whatever it might be? Yet I wear these $10 um, Miami Hurricane shirts every time I travel. And I have always been stopped in airports. Why? It's because it just draws out people. Unlike the brand where it's a transaction, you have the money is a status symbol. So it kind of reminds me of an expensive PFP. Sure, you might have the money to buy it, have the ETH, the soul, whatever it might be, and say, people might look at you and say, you know what? That is kind of cool that you can afford that. However, what exactly is that? How exactly do you resonate with an audience to a community? Well, that's like my $10 Miami Hurricane shirt when I'm walking through the airport. I always get stopped. Why? Because people associate with the team struggles, the ups and the downs, the good times and the bad times. And people always throw up the U. If you're not familiar with it, it's like a U that you make with your hand. And people always call me out for that. It's kind of exciting in the sense that it's like, No matter where I go, I find that I have these uh, Miami fans, if you will, this like family of Canes that have been through the struggles for the last 20 years. And we know we don't have to tell anybody how awesome it was when we're winning and how rough it is now. And we have so many things, the parties, the mascots, so many things that are in common. And of course, we have the common goal of trying to get back to the top of the mountain, win the championship and so forth. So automatic link, automatic conversation starter that a Fendi Six hundred dollars shades could not do a ten dollar t shirt can. So it was very interesting to see there the big difference between the transaction and the community itself that shared identity. Then, of course, when we go over to something like 
just groups in general, right? The difference between an audience and a community is that shared identity. A lot of the times an audience is just a shared interest, whether it is an influencer, a celebrity, a new release, just it's just the cultural thing, the hype thing to go watch this new movie, this new song, whatever it might be. And then we move on to the next thing. It might be the thing that just happens to be going viral right now. For example, Pinky Doll, which I didn't even know who she was a month ago. And she just blew up, has New York Times things all over the place. People are making these mimic things. I had no idea what she did until an NFT founder actually ended up interacting with her. Well, now I'm seeing her all over the feed, everywhere I go and whatever. And they're interested in her. But what about that now? Is that just an audience or is that a community? I like to say that is just an audience. People are watching to see what she's doing, might be interested in her or whatever it might be. But they're not necessarily rallying around her with a shared cause, shared identity, such as what you would find with the, of course, the hot topics, religion, politics, and sports, right? And religion, enough said. People are willing to literally die for the religion, die on the hill, if you will, for what they believe in, and they will go to the extreme for that. Why? Because they have a shared cause, a shared identity, a shared mission. For example, in Christianity, there is the Great Commission. Literally, it is mapped out what the mission is, and everyone identifies with that. In politics, it might be getting your particular person in office. It might be a particular agenda. doesn't matter um, which country you are in. For the most part, they tend to uh, follow some sort of party. And it's like our team. We're going to root for that person regardless of what. It's like their colors, where we're from. That's how a lot of people think about politics, whether that's right or wrong. This is not the discussion for that, but I'm just saying that's just how it is across the world. And it's kind of ironic going to the whole sports thing. As I said, with Miami, the two colors for Miami is orange and green. And where I am in Jamaica, the two political parties happens to be orange and green. So I don't wear too much loud Miami things around. But when I do <laughs> wear them around, people do see that the, the orange and the green and the T-shirt and everything is right there on the shirt. So it does start a little conversation saying, no, it has nothing to do with politics. It is all about Miami Hurricanes and sports. But sports if you follow Gary Vee, you know that he is a passionate Jets fan, New York Jets fan. He said he would die for the Jets, which is kind of crazy considering he has a wife and kids. Back in, I believe it was 2005, 2006 or so, the New York Jets played the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. And at that time, they were the most hostile crowd willing to do anything. The black hole, they called it. Well, Gary Vee showed up in his Jets jersey and the security wanted him to take it off because you just don't go into the Oakland Stadium with your Jets jersey or the opposing team's jersey because the crowd will heckle you. They'll beat you up and so forth because, you know, they're passionate fans. Well, Gary said he's willing to die. This is the only thing that he's willing to be tough for. There is no way he's taking off his Jets jersey. He's going into this playoff game wearing the Jets jersey into Oakland. Absolutely crazy, but it is what it is. Oakland fans, absolutely passionate. The team has moved four times. Yet their fans follow them. They went from Oakland to L.A., back to Oakland. Now they're in Las Vegas. And they do a 550-mile car caravan driving from Oakland over to Las Vegas eight times a year to watch their home games, right? Those guys are bought into the system. They are so into it. That is ridiculous. So when you look at all of those different things and understanding that they have that shared mission, their shared identity, no matter where they are in the world, Oakland fans... They call each other out. They support each other. The old players, it's like a fraternity. They welcome them back and so forth. So it's a very different thing than just having an audience willing to watch their games, right? They have a passionate goal, a passionate drive, a mission, of course, to win, to get to the next level and so forth. So now bringing it all back to the whole NFT community, 
audience versus a community. A lot of the times an audience within the NFT circles and within Web3 are people that are just collectors, traders, and such as myself, the influencers, if you will, people that are making content. We might not necessarily be bought into a particular project. We might not really be interested in the mission, the people or whatever it is, but we know what we're interested in the technology itself. So we'll cover it. But then you have the collectors that just might like the art. They don't really want to associate with the people or anything, but they just vibe with whatever is created and they say, you know, I'm going to hold on to that. Cool. Then also you have people that are traders, of course, the flippers. They don't care with what's going on with the founders, the team or mission or anything. They just want to make a quick dollar. Okay, cool. Those are those groups, right? But then you have the diehard community members. Those are the people that have the shared identity. They're bought into the mission. They identify with whatever it is, the cause that is going on with this project, whether it is directed by the founders, hopefully it is, or it's directed by the community itself. But they have identified what they're going after, their niche, what their goal and purpose is. People identify with that. They gravitate towards that. They have a nickname many times. They'll call themselves something, whatever it is, whether it's the official name of the project or they come up with some sort of side joke, inside joke, I should say, that they use to identify themselves. They will celebrate each other's wins and losses, the ups and downs of the markets and their lives, right? Things that are offline that has nothing to do with Web3, the NFT project, Someone gets a new job, they have a new baby, they have a promotion, they move, they get married, whatever it might be. Those are the things that are highlighted because they want to win together. Then you have the people that are doing meetings without the founders, right? Twitter spaces without the teams. You have uh, live in real life events that pop ups all over the world. I know the D gods and countless other people actually are com communities, if you will, or do these things where whichever local uh, environment that they're in, they pop up, they do these things. So that really shows community different than just an audience. Okay, let's see what the founders are doing, what's going with this, how our bags are moving. No, completely different. So you have that audience that then takes that next step, identifies with all these things, and forms a community. So it's completely different. And of course, as I said, the initiative without compensation or the founders. The founders don't have to be involved in every single decision of the community. Why? Because just like how a president, prime minister, king, you name it, is not involved in every single decision that happens locally on your street, it's the same thing with a community. A community takes initiative on their own to go fix the pothole, to go pave the road, to go do different things, to have a cookout, you name it, right? So there's a huge difference between the audience and the community. So bridging it all together, we spoke about the difference between the audience and the community, the, the parallels between a movie show and a TV audience, completely different. Movie audience, very transactional, shows up for the one time. TV is much more of a cultural thing. You have the designer brands versus my $10 Miami Hurricane shirt, which identifies me with so many people as I'm walking through the airport. And you have the shared identity versus just a shared interest tuning into what's happening. And to me, that is the big difference between the audience and the community. And when people are speaking about, oh, I buy in for the community, are they really? That's what I would love to know. But uh, hopefully you found this interesting and I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on this. And as usual, thank you for listening as we're growing and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.